0: Good in cameras and look good in pictures. Some people get married because of their parties and the events surrounding it and all the pictures, and they can show off their pictures and they're like, This is my man. This is what love has built. It ain't about love. It's about your money. It ain't about love. That's your opportunity cost. Some of you have these people in your lives and it's all about your money. It happens for women too. You bring people into your lives and all they're interested in is your money. It ain't about love. Hey, do you see what I'm talking about? Why do people do that? Why do girls do that? The money, baby, the money. How much money do you have to give? You've got to ask yourself, if I weren't who I am, would this person be with me? Ask yourself that question. That's the biggest question that you can ask yourself. If you can answer that question, then you will know exactly where that person is. You will know exactly where they are. Do you see what I'm talking about? And people don't ask these things because we're in a rush. If, if somebody comes into your life and they're in a rush, we need to get to know one another. We need to take our time to get to know one another. You, sometimes you have to go through all of that and go through everybody else. And sometimes you come close to making a decision with someone. And then you realize that's not the right one. That's not the right person to be with. What is the opportunity cost? We don't sit back and think through stuff. You're going to make a big decision. you get a job offer to move to the other part of the country. What is it going to cost you to move to the other part of the country? You have to think about it. You can't just jump on the next train. Because guess what? What if you go over there and it's only good for a year? What what are you going to come back to? Do you have to sell the house here? Can you afford to maintain the house you live in now? Plus go rent an apartment to complete that job for a year. I just gave answer to somebody's question. You have to think like that because what if that fails? What if they fire you? What if it doesn't work? And then you find yourself in an environment where you don't know anybody and you're paying rent and you're out of it and you're going to lose because you don't have a job and you can't get a job. Do you see what I'm saying? You have to analyze and evaluate before you make these decisions. We don't think about the opportunity cost of the decisions that we make. We don't. We don't, we simply don't. We're too busy making the decision. Like that young man I told you about, I don't know who is his mentor. This is why I tell folks, you need three coaches in your life. You need a life coach who is gonna help you with life skills. You need a business coach who is going to help you with business and you need a spiritual coach who is gonna guide you spiritually. You need three coaches in life. You don't need one, you don't need nobody. Everybody talking about a mentor, but then you all turn on your mentors. You know, I've seen this happen so much. I'm going to talk about that another time. The reason people aren't mentoring anybody anymore is because after you go in and you try to help them, they turn on you and then they go and try to outdo you at what you were trying to help them to do. And nobody likes that feeling. Nobody likes that blowback. You're trying to be, I'm showing you how to get to where you want to get to but then you're turning around and trying to beat me at my own game and trying to outdo me in front of the very people I'm trying to help you to get to. That's how people do it today. They're they're avaricious and dangerous. You, you meet some people and they come into your life and they're like, you have so much to offer. Can I just tag along with you? Evaluate them. Don't jump into stuff. Any, and this is true for any relationship. Don't jump into stuff advise your children, talk to your children about the people who come into your lives. You have a value to your life and people just want to attach themselves to you. They're kind of just holding on to your coattails and trying to attach to your train and then telling you that they have a bigger platform than you. Then telling you that they're, no, they're looking to attach themselves to your train. Don't let them pull you down people come into your life and they, they're saying, Oh, uh, we can do this together and we can build this together. Think about it. Don't let your hormones dictate. Don't let your hormones, don't let her mouth, wherever she puts her mouth or wherever he puts his mouth on your body. Don't let that be what makes the, decision. helps you make the decision. That's not how you make that decision. You have to think it through and analyze it. What is going to be the opportunity cost here? And if you find that you're going to make a decision to marry someone, the second question you need to ask, what if we don't make it? What is it going to cost me to get out of this? And if you stop to think about what it is going to cost you to get out of it, that's how you know it's the wrong person in the first place. Because if you immediately, your mind says, what if I have to leave this? What is it going to cost me? That's when you know you're in the wrong place. And if you think that, Immediately, you should get yourself out of it because you know, once you bring them in, they have rights to your business because most of you all don't do a prenup. No, you don't write out a contract. You don't say what I bring into this is mine and from the day we get married, whatever we make is what, what ha- is ours. You all don't say that. No, you don't say that. You just get married because your hormones got happy and you actually get swept up in it. You actually fall in love with the idea of being in love. Did you all know that? That's your opportunity cost. You don't understand how people think today. You see this virtual world? It has created and brought out stuff in people they probably didn't even know they were capable of. Now everything is about how I look on Instagram. Everything is about what people think of me, people whom they will never meet. People who, frankly, don't care if you live or die. And yet, you are making decisions. People are making decisions about that. How will I look in the photographs? You've seen these, uh, uh, reality shows about bridezillas. Just think about it. They go nuts over one day. It's one day out of your life and they're spending a hundred thousand dollars for everything to be perfect for one day. You know, the stress they put on that one day puts a strain on that relationship forever. Some of them, their marriages never recover. Go back and revisit them two years later and three years later. By the three-year mark, they're at divorce court. I think some of us should ask for our money back and our gifts back. If you spent money and, and two years later, they're still there, they're not married. You should ask for your money back. I want my money back. I want my gift back. I kid you not. What is the opportunity cost? Because some people think when I'm getting married, it's the most perfect day. No, you know what's perfect? Having a relationship with a person you're married, Knowing that you have a lifetime to live it out. That's what you should probably spend your focus on. But no one thinks about that. You know what we do? We respond to our hormones. Our hormones are stimulated. You think I'm joking? They know exactly how to get you off. Everybody looking for an Instagram model, they know how to get you off. They tell you this is the perfect woman. She has abnormally large breasts. Because when you think about it, you're like my mom and so on. They just have regular size breasts. So you guys are sitting there and her figure is just perfect. And you think that's perfect. You know, the narcissism that goes into thinking like that, you know, how insecure that person is to having to always maintain appearances. You have any idea that you are just a prop in their life? Hey y'all, did you realize that some of the folks, the opportunity cost of bringing some of these people into our lives, what you don't realize is you're a prop and an addition to their life. They're going to go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all the platforms and say, he asked. And I said, yes, I want to see what happens in two to three years when you are so broken and you have to split your business apart think about the opportunity cost. We're not thinking clearly. Say we're not thinking clearly. The opportunity cost fails us. So you have to think then what is the alternative to making this decision? And just like I said earlier, the alternative is if you have to split up, what is it going to cost me to extricate myself from this? I remember the day I was getting married years ago when I married my first husband. I remember asking myself that question. What is it gonna cost me to get out of this? That should have been the clue that I shouldn't have married. him. you would have thought, I would have run out. But I said, okay, I'm gonna give it a try anyway. Love conquers all. No, love does not conquer all. I found out that what I thought was love was not love. Amen, someone talking some positive vibes. Amen to that. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? What is the opportunity cost? We need to evaluate that when we're making decisions, even when we're making decisions to vote for the right candidate, what is the opportunity cost? Because what we think when we're voting is that we're thinking that my vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't impact. Yes, every vote counts. Do you realize that somebody is sitting there and counting every vote for that person? So you have to think, what is the opportunity cost of me handing my vote over to someone? What is that going to mean for me? Are they going to en- enact policies that benefit me? Or are they going to enact policies that benefit the people like them? That's your opportunity cost. If we, I'm telling you, if we stop to think about the opportunity cost, we're going to make a vastly different set of decisions going forward. Is it really equal or you put a higher value of life? Yes, I put a high value on life. Life is everything. While I know there might be another world after you die. I don't know because I've never died. But right now, while I live, after having lived and seen some of the decisions that I have made and how the cost of those decisions have impacted me, baby, I am awake. I am what they would call woke. <laughs> I am awake. I have awakened to the fact that I need to be conscious of the decisions I'm making. Right? Uh, years ago, I met someone, this is a true story, uh, not too long ago. And he said we should move in together. And I said to him, how? I said, just casually like that. I said, let me ask you something. If we move in together and something happens to you, your children and your family are going to come and tell me to get out. If, if you get sick and you go to the hospital, I don't have a say in how you are treated. Would you want me to have a say? And he said, Yes. I said, Well, what is going to give me the power to have a say? And he said that getting married is just a piece of paper. I said, But it's the most powerful piece of paper. It gives me the right and it will tell me that I, at your most vulnerable moment, can act on your behalf. And I said, Plus, you wouldn't want me to be displaced, do you? And he thought about it. Because what he wanted was for me to just say, Okay, I'll just move in and live with you and, you know, be wife, but not, no, don't have the benefit or the legal power of it. And I'm like, no, we're not going to do that because when you get tired of me, you can put me aside and go pursue whatever you think you should pursue. Doesn't work like that for me. Do you see what I'm saying? Now in the moment, I could have gotten happy with my hormones. I moved in with him. And then what would have happened? Do you see what I'm saying? And then what would happen? Nothing would happen to me. I, I mean nothing. When they're ready to tell you to leave, they just tell you, get out of my house. You have 24 hours or I'm going to leave. When I come back, you can't be here. Don't be here when I come back. Otherwise, I'm going to call the police and tell them to get you out. They tell people that. Nobody's going to tell me that. Nobody. Do you see what I'm saying? What is the opportunity cost? What is the? I said, no. What, what was the opportunity cost? I lost that relationship because I wasn't going to just sit down and just do what he said, because it didn't seem like it was going to benefit me. It w- He was going to be the one who reaped all the benefits, not me. I wasn't going to get any benefit out of that. Did, was that an opportunity cost? Not necessarily, because there was nothing. It was not an opportunity. Do you see where I'm coming from? So you have to sit down and think it through. Now, years ago, Probably I thought differently because I would have just said, okay, it looks like it will all work out and you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. That's not faith, by the way. You just go in it and it will work out how it works out. No, you want to make, take time to go through it all, survive all the stuff, go through all of it. Then you know it's the right person because when you get married, it is for life you want a happy life marry the right person you want to live long marry the right person you want to drive down the street and you're thinking of going home our home is not a war zone home is actually somewhere where you really actually want to be right now because they cook at home somebody at home loves you somebody at home is worried about you somebody is sending you a text like are you on your way home is everything okay should i come and get you that's what you want but it takes time to make that kind of decision. You have to get to know people. So you break up with someone and what's the first thing they do? They go jump in the sack with someone else. You should be glad you didn't marry that person because it tells you a lot about their character. So when the going gets tough, the first thing you're going to do is go be with somebody else. I don't know who I'm talking to here. (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't really, you know what, what I'm saying? So that's the opportunity cost. So here you are, you're with someone, right? And you break up. And the first thing they think of is they go call their ex-boyfriend and go jump in the sack. Or some guy or some girl they used to date and they go jump in the sack. And you're sitting there like, oh my God, I was about to invest my whole self into that. So if you were married and you hit a a speed bump, is that what they were going to do? You want to take time out and evaluate people. You know, I used to tell folks that if you want to know who someone is, spend some time with them, right? Go through everything and see how they react. So you get a pretty good idea of what it would be like to live with this person. Some people will tell you that immediately when they meet someone, that's the right person. And they know it because they can tell. It's just something that is in us that identifies the right person. So if you know that that's the right person, what you're doing with Shanandra and Ashley and and the rest of them, if you know you met the right guy, why you still have Jack on the side and Jill, and maybe Sally, I don't know what people do today. Do you see what I'm saying? If it's the right person, cultivate the atmosphere around it, because that's a choice that you're making. And that choice has consequences, not just for you, but for everybody else involved with you, your family, your children, right? Your business, your work, your health. Cause if you ain't happy, it's going to kill you off. Cause if you are not happy, you're going to be sick. You got to ask yourself, is this person in it to win it? Are they going to take care of me? Or are they going to be like time out? I'll hire a nurse and I'm gone. I got to go live my life. Are they the type of person who, when they hit the skids, they go down to the bar to take a drink while you are busy working and they think they're being ignored. They go hang out with friends or are they at home keeping the lights on? Are they at home just being themselves? Are they just sitting and minding their own business or are they out there? I'm telling you, you guys, we are not looking at this thing right. We have not been looking at it right. We have not been thinking about what it costs. What does it cost? You say, okay, my hormones feel happy. You don't even say your hormones, you just say, she makes me happy. Ask them. she makes me happy. How? What does she do to make you happy? Well, man, when she gets down on it, okay, then you know you can get, anybody can do that. You do know that. That should not be the reason. You should, that should not be the reason you want a happy life, marry the right person. That's your opportunity cost. Right. I don't know why I'm, I'm staying on that. Cause that's not where I was going with that. What is your opportunity cost? It's just like some people say, you know, if you're going into, if you're, if you, you, you want to have, you want to make sure you make decisions regarding your faith. Well, you have to know what you believe in the first place. What is your opportunity cost? What does it cost you not to believe? Talk, think about that. Some people say, I don't need God. I don't want God. Okay, you're good for the next, what, 30 years because you'll never get sick until you need God, until you get sick. And then the doctors say, there's nothing more they can do. And you're like, is there a prayer? Someone can pray for me? Or you get a phone call and it's your child. That's your opportunity cost right there. What does it cost you not to believe? Some people say, well, you can't just be hunky-dory all the time. No, nobody stays on the mountaintop. Can I just be honest with you? Life is not always on the mountaintop. There are valleys in life. There are stuff that we will go through. It's not happy, hunky, hunky-dory all the time, like we're all existing in some methamphetamine uh, produced uh, hallucination or so on. Life is not like that. Life is mortgage and sickness and parents needing attention and children acting out. That's life and people on the job and the boss giving you a hard time and the traffic and the congestion and the mortgage is due and the mortgage is overdue and the car note is due and the car note is overdue and I didn't make enough money and my money just seems to be going on. We're not saving enough. That's life. And some of you say, well, money can solve that. The more money you have, the more problems you have. Because your money attracts all kinds of people. Hear me clearly. Your money attracts all kinds of people who are gold diggers. And they're looking for ways to tell you how to spend your money. They're looking for ways they're going to introduce you to other people. And you just get, you feel important because you feel like you're the center of attention. And you're the center of everything. And you're distracted and you're not thinking. You can't think clearly. Step aside, man. And look at this situation in a different way. Sometimes money comes with a whole boatload of problems. Sometimes money comes at a time in our lives and we have never really lived. So we're going to go out and you're going to buy. Some people get a settlement and they go out and buy every little thing they have always wanted to buy. Don't realizing there's a word called income. Your income should dictate your outcome. Do you see what I'm saying? Your inflow. Should dictate how much outflows. Do you see what I'm saying? The opportunity cost. You're not gonna forget this message. I kid you not. You're simply not gonna forget it. You're gonna remember this as you go through this week, and especially as Thanksgiving comes and Black Friday. Man, I tell you, they, they, they last year and the year before, they st- that it tickled me. And then I'm like, what am I gonna go buy? I have enough towels. I have enough sheets. I buy clothes through the year. I have enough plates, pots, and pans. Do you see what I'm saying? I have enough TVs. And the stuff they sell on Amazon, it's there all year. I don't care if it's 60% off. By the end of January, it will still be there for 60% off. Think about that. So for all of you planning Black Friday, and you're going to delay paying your rent for the first of the month, right? You're not going to pay your rent until the next paycheck, right? And you're going to delay your car notes and you're not going to pay your child support and you're not going to pay your credit card bill because you want to go Black Friday shopping and Cyber Monday shopping. Think about it. You have some space on your credit card. Why don't you take all that money and go hide it somewhere? So if anything happens, they can't find it. Take it out and put it on in your mattress or go dig a hole in your backyard or something. I kid you not. You have some space on your credit card. What if they cancel your credit card? Take the darn money and go hide it. Cash is always king. Hey, they don't want you to think so because they don't want to run on the bank. So we think that cash is worth Who walks with cash nowadays? Cash is king. You got some money in the bank. Go put some in, 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 under your mattress. And don't tell your neighbors. And don't go out there digging late at night either. They'll know you're burying something. I kid you not. So you have some space on your credit card go take the money and hide it i'm put it away years ago i had a friend of mine who was getting divorced and her she was earning more than her then husband so she was the one who was going they had been married for 40 years they got married really young right and life changed in a way her husband came out gay told her he was gay after 40 years of marriage. And she had been the one who was always working and he stayed, you know, he had a more flexible job. So he was with the children most. Then the children grew up. And after 40 years, she was about to pay uh, pay him money, alimony, right? Was not fun. And she had some money. You know what she did? She took the money out and put it on a cash card. I kid you not. She took the money out and put it on a cash card. It was $10,000. It was the only money she had left out of that 40 year marriage. After everything was split and separated, she was left with nothing. And she had the mortgage. Cause he said, I don't want the house. You keep it. So she was stuck with a mortgage and they had just bought a house and she took the money and put it on a cash card. And she said that's the only way she walked away with anything and no one knew where it was. So you all have some space on your credit card. Instead of taking it to go Black Friday shopping, go invest, open a portfolio, and start buying stock somewhere, have a portfolio of investments, and you go take the money and put it somewhere. Take the cash out. Say, yeah, I need a loan, it just adds to your balance. Because what you gonna do with it? What's the alternative? You are gonna buy stuff that at the end of the day, when you need the money, you can't convert it back to cash. I'm just being real with you all. Amen. Amen. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me see this new reality that I never thought about. And they are not going to tell you because they don't want you to. If everybody were to go to the bank and start taking cash out, it would be a run on the bank. Some of these banks, this financial system would have a problem. So they tell you, you don't need to do that. Keep it there. People telling me they put their money in CDs and I'm like, what's your interest rate, 1.9%. I'm like, look, go back to the bank and renegotiate. Tell them, I put $250,000 in your bank. You ought to pay me something called a venture. The bank don't tell you about that financial instrument. You, I'm giving you my money, pay me something. I don't want no CD for 1.9% on my 250,000. I'll keep that bad boy. Now pay me for using my money to give a loan to somebody. Go in there and walk up in there and see how different... As a matter of fact, what you do for me today is give me $200,000 all of that and just keep the $50,000 and go take the $200,000 and go hide it. Cash is king. Because they ain't going to pay you no more because they don't want you to be rich. They want your cash so they can use it to go loan to others so they don't have to print more money. Hey, let me shut up. The opportunity cost... The more I talk is the more you're learning. I'm going to shut this down and stop talking. Amen. If this message has been a blessing to you, I encourage you to go to the exodusfoundation.com. Right on our homepage, make a donation to help me victims of human sex trafficking. I need your faithful financial support to continue to provide for the victims who have been victimized by some of our friends and fathers and grandfathers and uncles and people who just feel like they're not getting sexually satisfied so they're gonna have sex with people who are economically and emotionally vulnerable. So go to my homepage, the ExodusFoundation.com, click on donate and leave us with a financial blessing. I expect you to do that today. And it helps me to keep us on there. I still have to pay the cable bill. I still have to pay the internet bill. So help us to do that. I want to thank you so much for your continued support of myself, Harriet Kemock And go to my website as well as go look for my books on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Thank you so much for your support. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about this and the subjects that matter. Have a great Sunday. And you promised me, you did promise. That we're all going to watch football? Are we all going to watch some football after this? Yep, we're all going to. We need some healing. And we're going to watch some football. And if you cook, cook something. Or if you don't cook, your wife or your girlfriend cooks, just sit there and enjoy. Don't think about anything. Don't think about Monday nor Tuesday in the moment. Let's just watch some football, right? Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Love you. Thank you so much for your support. This is Harriet Cameron with Down to Earth. Thank